Eyes On. Eyes On. Live from the Shorja Children's Reading Festival. I did say this uh, interview is going to be a little bit special and I'm going to probably connect to a personal level with this guest in particular. And I say this because I graduated as a journalist and technically I am a journalist and so is this author. Now, can I say that you were a journalist or still are a journalist? Uh, I think uh, probably were. Were. Was. Was. I've got to get my grammar right. Yes, I was. <laughs> well, this is Ross Welford. He was a business journalist and um, a producer, and then uh, he switched to become an author. First of all, welcome <laughs> to Eyes On. Thank you, Asha. It's nice to be here. And um, tell us, um, how did that jump from one thing to another? It's very common. I've heard this many times yeah. with many um, authors and writers in general. And I love this thing that what you wrote in your bio. I know, specialism was not really my thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did lots of things. Uh, mm-hmm. I, e- even when I was a television producer, you couldn't say I specialized in any type of program. I did chat shows, I did documentaries, mm-hmm. I did entertainment shows. So um, I've got a, a sort of magpie's imagination. And <laughs> when, yeah, I, I, about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, I I ended up out of work simply because, uh, as a family, we uh, we moved to uh, Sweden mm-hmm. uh, from uh, our home in London. Yeah. Uh, my wife got a job in, uh, in in Sweden, and I don't speak Swedish, or I didn't, um, and I couldn't work. Uh, there was no work coming in, and we had two small kids. I was very uh, I was busy enough, mm-hmm. but um, I was I was the stay-at-home dad, and I found myself. Not, I, I find myself getting a bit, bit bored. I had plenty mm-hmm. of time on my hands, yeah. And um, I thought, well, n- what better opportunity to write to or to try to write the story that I'd had in the back of my mind for ages that I'd, I'd told people, oh, yes, I'm going to write this story, and everybody <laughs> said, you know, we've all uh, yeah. so many of us have done it. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, I've got this great kids book I want to write, and they'll say, yeah, yeah, and they don't believe you. Mm-hmm. And I thought, right, I'll show them. So I started to write uh, Time Travelling with a Hamster, the book yep. that became tri- Time Travelling with a Hamster. And to nobody's greater surprise than mine, it uh, it was a hit, and, and I was off. You said, um, like a lot of people, mm. like when I say, um, I'm going to write a book, mm. I tend to uh, gravitate towards, let's say, young adult books because uh-huh. I just enjoy this genre. And uh, there's also a new genre, which is for people in their mid-twenties, like people who enjoyed young adult uh, books and whatnot and want to oh, take over. There? Yeah, it's a oh. new, I'm trying to remember the name of the genre, but it's quite new. Not young adults, old. Yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot. Yeah, whatever. It. <laughs> I'm dead of it. It sounds great. Basically, what I love about it is uh, just a quick, um, just quick going off on a tangent. Uh-huh. Um, it's uh, basically because people who grew up with young adult books just want some a little bit mature themes yes. or they want uh, the the hero or the heroine to be just the same age as they are because uh-huh. they have grown up as well. So yeah. it's a very interesting uh, demographic and oh, interesting right. group okay, of people. Good. And uh, it's I would think that I want to write something within that genre mm-hmm. or perhaps something non-fiction. Mm. But thinking about a children's book, now that's mm. very specific. It's, mm. a, it's a growing demographic. A lot of people, obviously, they've been uh, children's books for a long time ago, but now people are more concerned about and they're actually putting in a lot of effort into what they're writing when it comes to children. But this demographic in particular, 
what made you want to write for children? And what I realized, correct me if I'm wrong, mm. your demographic is around below the age of 10. Is that correct? No. Mine's um, what they call... I, I, I don't know if, had, uh, if the uh, if the genre uh, translates. It's called middle grade. Middle grade, which, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that translates to what is a middle grade school in um, in the US, yeah. um, which is I think between eight and twelve. Eight and twelve. Eight and yeah. twelve. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, we don't really, we don't usually have middle schools in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. But and and honestly, I had no particular. Um, particular idea of the author of the of the of the audience I was writing for. Mm-hmm. In fact, I I imagined when I was writing it yeah. uh, that I was writing for slightly older kids. Interesting. Um, because I'd never done this before. Mm-hmm. Actually. I'd, n- I'd never written a book before. I'd mm-hmm. never written for children before. Um, I'd all my you know. My, TV production experience, my my uh, journalism experience before that had all been for for, for adults. Yeah. You know. um, so I really didn't know what I was doing, um, and I imagined that I was writing for about 14, 15 year olds mm. um, on the first draft. And then yeah. when when the book got picked up and mm-hmm. they said we're pitching it younger to middle mm-hmm. grade, this yeah. is middle grade. I, I, I had no idea, mm-hmm. um, and that slightly surprised me um, it meant we had to take out uh, we had to take out some more mature language and mm-hmm. stuff like that um, and th- there are things that I, I still see when I reread it I go oh yeah I go I'm, I'm not I, I can't put my finger on them now but I do know there's, there's two or three things that are left in there that I think oh right that's from when I was I thought I was I was writing for a 14 year old mm. you know um, so so yeah, I had no particular, no particular idea that I was going to write. I, all I, and you say why, why children? Yeah. It just struck me that it was a kid's uh, an idea for kids. Also, my children at the time, I have twins, and they, and they at the time were about, um, I think they were about ten. Mm-hmm. So, uh, funnily enough, bang on the age that uh, the book was published for. Yeah. But I thought I was writing for slightly older. Interesting. So. That just tells you that even um, as an author, you might have an idea, but the publishers might actually uh, tell you to go through. Uh, oh, through very another. much yeah. so. Very much so. And that is a reason why, as although we do not um, condemn anybody who wants to go towards self-publishing, mm-hmm. there's also the publishers can help you quite a lot when it comes to these kind of things. Oh, uh, truly. And, I, and a, a thing I would say that's, uh, that's very important is, um, particularly when you're s- setting out. Mm-hmm. Um, don't self-censor. Don't think, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do that. What, what's important is to get it out, get it down on the page, mm-hmm. and if it's any good, somebody will come along and help you. I love that so much. I mean, it just um, also makes me want to um, get on with my book that I've mm. been saying I'm going to write for the past, I'm not sure, since I was 16 years mm. old, I've been telling myself I'm going to write a book. But again, the ideas change and yeah. I change as well yeah. as, yeah, you, as gotta you grow. you got to get it done. Got to get it done. story, two people meet at the party. One says, oh, what have you been doing? Mm. The other one says, uh, oh, I'm writing a book. And the other one says, oh, neither am I. <laughs> 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 that, that makes sense. That, yeah. that, that is exactly it. Um, but I, I think I'm just 
I don't want to. I sound very cliched, but I'm right waiting for the right moment. Ah, the um, right moment. The right now. moment. The, well, the right moment was yesterday. The, mm-hmm. the second best moment is right now. Uh, that I've heard that many yeah. times, and th- that is actually very true. Yeah, yes. you name the cliche, I'll come up with it. <laughs> you know. And um, you said you've had the idea in your head. Mm. So how did that come to be? I mean, how did you get the idea ah, wow. of traveling with the hamster back in time? <laughs> the the hamster came along later. Um, all I all I had was just a very very what you might call the seed of an idea, mm-hmm. and we've all got that. Everybody's yeah. got hundreds of that. Uh, particularly anybody who has children or has younger brothers or sisters, mm-hmm. we've. We've all told stories. Yeah, you know, it's the thing that makes us human. I think uh, we, we we can all tell stories. The the only difference is that uh, uh, between that and authors is that authors actually start writing them down and and and, and finish them. Mm-hmm. You know, and and polish them up. Mm-hmm. You know, but we can all write stories. So um, I had this idea for a kid who found his dad's time machine. That was about it. The the actual start was the idea of what happened... Okay, I'm going to have to get a little bit... It's sort of technical here. Mm-hmm. You, there's a thing in philosophy, or a thing in, in science, philosophy of science, called the grandfather paradox, mm-hmm. which means yeah. that, um, just to put it very briefly, time travel can't exist, mm-hmm. because if it did, you could go back in time to murder your own grandfather, mm-hmm. it's not recommended, yeah. uh, murder your own <laughs> grandfather, uh, which means that you would never be born to build the time machine to go back and kill, mm-hmm. yeah. kill your grandfather. Mm-hmm. And this this had always fascinated me, mm. not from a storyteller's point of view. I just thought it was cool, yeah. you know. Um, and so when it came to writing a story or to coming up with a story, I thought, what would happen if you actually did that? You know, mm. if you were a kid and you actually did go back, and I was thinking, kill your father or or accidentally, you know, you, and that's when you, that's when the the author thing comes in, the writer thing, you think, okay, well, if you did that, what would then happen? Yeah. What would then happen? Mm. What would, and you, you continue, you keep thinking, you keep thinking. Mm. I mean, if you had accidentally caused the death of your grandfather, would you, would you suddenly just disappear in a puff of smoke? Mm-hmm. Or, what, what, would, what would happen? So I started to think about that. Uh, and I thought, well, obviously, if I'm writing for kids, I can't have him. I, I, I don't want to actually murdering anybody. Yeah. The, the death would have to occur accidentally. Yeah. Um, and the hamster came about just because I, I wanted because he was uh, Al, the hero of the story. He's mm-hmm. quite a he's quite a solitary guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's quite a lonely sort of kid. Um, but he's not despondent or anything. But I wanted mm-hmm. him to have a, a little friend. Mm-hmm. And the, the first thing I reached for was a dog. And I thought. Yeah, dogs are good. Dogs yeah. are nice, you know, mm-hmm. but it's a bit obvious. Mm-hmm. And also far too big for the time machine that mm-hmm. I devised. Yeah. Um, you needed something small. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, everybody likes hamsters. So. True. And it, it also makes for a great title. It, it absolutely <laughs> does. Just looking at it, I was like, interesting, yeah. hamsters. Yeah. And I did have a hamster, but it's um, I, I don't think it's recommended. Um, the story I, I would love to tell right now it's a bit too gruesome <laughs> what happened to my hamsters oh, but they have poor uh, hamsters they often they often meet an unfortunate end yeah I they think. do and um, they're quite um, vicious they're adorable but they're vicious if they can bite you if they don't pick them up 
pick them up properly. Uh, yeah, they, they do. Again, I, I don't think I have the time. <laughs> Neither do I think I should be sharing the story that I would uh, love to share. Could just about draw my a discreet veil over your hamster yes, tragedy? Uh, yes, it was it was quite tragic. Yeah. Um, as for um, going into your second book, because uh -huh. from what I understand, once again, correct me if I'm wrong, mm. um, you did not think you were going to go and write a second book. Is that correct? Well, no. I mean, like a lot of, I suppose, um, Accidental authors, I, mm -hmm. I, and I call myself that only, only as much as I, I didn't set out to, I wasn't determined to write eight books as I've now written. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't see it as a career option. It was, a, it was a career possibility. Yeah. You know, um, and so yeah, I was, I was, I was hugely surprised when I got an offer to um, publish Time Traveling with a Hamster and one more. You know, I got a two-book deal, and I now discover, I now, I now know that that's, that's kind of normal in the publishing industry, at, at least in the UK. I don't mind mm. anybody else. It's, um, I think publishers know very well that they can, they can get two out of you. If they can get one, if they mm -hmm. can get two, they know they've got an author. It's kind of like a test. I think it's kind of like a test. Mm -hmm. We'll give them a one-book deal, that's great, but let's give him a two-book deal. It won't cost us any more because, mm -hmm. <laughs> because he's a first-time author. He'll, you know, he'll say yes. Mm -hmm. um, and if if you can do a second one, well, great. We, we might just have a uh, you know, a, a viable prospect on our hands. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that was the, that was, you know, what we all know now as the difficult second book, mm -hmm. you know. And um, and it was, it was really hard, but I loved it. And it, and, and that too was a, uh, was a success. So, um, I mean, it's probably like um, having those expectations. Oh, this one went great. Will I do it again? Oh, oh it, it, it's absolutely like that. I mm -hmm. think if, you see, if time uh, to, I was very, very lucky. Time traveling with the hamster was uh, was a big hit. Yeah. Um, and it, it received a lot of attention. Mm. It got nominated for lots of awards. And this is not to uh, not to blow my own trumpet. It was just it it just happened to be how it how it came about. Mm -hmm. it was very nice. And all of that stuff was happening exactly at the time that I was supposed to be writing the second one. Mm. You know. And it was very, very hard not to get distracted yeah. by that. It, 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 it was pressure, mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, oh God, I've got, you know, I, I've, I've got to at least match its success. Mm -hmm. um, and so, it, yeah, that, that, that was quite challenging. And because I was so new to the whole game, yeah, I was so new to it. I didn't know anything about mm -hmm. about publishing. I didn't know anything about my own capabilities. As far as I knew, all I'd done is written one book. I yeah. didn't know that I could write a second or, or indeed a, thir a third or fourth. I had no idea. Well, again, not to get too dark, I was just listening to a podcast when I was driving here to the to Sharjah Expo Center, and um, they were talking about a potential eighth deadly sin, and somebody actually <laughs> mentioned um, <laughs> perfectionism <gasps> as a candidate. Uh, and I feel funny. like, especially in this time and age, um, it has just caused a lot of issues for a lot of people. Where you're like, okay, I need to be perfect. I did it once. Uh, can I do it again? Can I do it all the time? It yeah. becomes something obsessive within you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's a good idea. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, that would be a good nomination, I think, perfectionism. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, it 
it, it goes counter to what I try to do because, it, you know, like I said before, you know, you have to, you have to battle against that sometimes. Yeah. Um, because that is the that is an enemy of an author, mm-hmm. um, particularly if you're writing the first draft. Mm-hmm. You know, you do not have to get it perfect. In fact, even the, the second third, even by the time that um, you, it's published, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm never confident that my book is perfect. Every time I put, I, I look at a book that's you know that's been published one of mine that's been published and mm-hmm. i open it up um and i go oh what did i leave that in you know oh what oh yeah no that you know self-doubt <laughs> self-doubt and, yeah. and also you know it, it it'll never be perfect it'll, mm-hmm. you know every single time i have to submit a book to the publisher for the final time it's i have to take a big deep breath mm-hmm. and press Enter on Enter. my keyboard yes. and just go <laughs> right because I could spend another few days fiddling with it. Yeah, I could improve that metaphor. Mm-hmm. I could make put a better simile in there mm-hmm. or a nice bit of description or just try and try and fiddle with that that bit of tricky dialogue that's that's there for a a plot purpose mm-hmm. and then you have to disguise that it's there yeah. just <laughs> just because if it's not there the plot's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But oh my goodness, you have to try and wrap it in layers of plausibility mm-hmm. so that nobody notices you can fiddle with that forever so, so basically lots of uh, demons self demons to fight oh. while writing oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then you can't you can't worry about it too much because yeah. normally there's another one that i've got to get going to be getting on with it's uh, one uh, one day at a time exactly one day at a time and you write about science mystery fantasy and mm. magic are mm. these just some th- some things you enjoy reading about yeah well um the magic thing came mm-hmm. about because um and i i only i it, it only struck me until i'd written two of these books um mm-hmm. that uh what i was actually doing is indulging my own hobby I, i'm a i'm a magician mm-hmm. uh, and i was a magician from a very small age from a kid um it, it sounds great so, so, i i mean i do magic tricks <laughs> so sound like a magician sounds like i, I wear a cape and if you do magic, you're a magician. Yeah, because, okay. I mean, if somebody is, um, <laughs> I don't know, if somebody is a camera person, they're a, because they use okay. a camera, it, it makes sense. I so just you don't are want anybody thinking that I imagine myself <laughs> as some sort of Gandalf. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I do magic tricks and I, uh, mm-hmm. and I perform um, and, and on and off. Um, and so magic tricks are a way of making impossible things look as though they're possible. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an illusion. Yeah. Right? And likewise, science fiction in, in, my, in my stories, I normally take a, a completely impossible idea like uh, time travel or uh, invisibility mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And I play with it in the real world and see, see what happens if it, if it really occurred. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, or uh, somebody living forever, for example. I had, yeah. uh, my third book was the 1,000-year-old boy, wow. um, which is a great <laughs> a great title. Uh, but again, a bit like a magic trick, you have to try and work out how would that work in the mm-hmm. real world? You know, how would that even be possible? So, um, so yeah, it's, it's all to do with that. It's magic and fantasy, and it's taking impossible ideas and trying to make them come true in the pages of a book. I'm just saying, if you, um, if you hear that I came out with a book, just 
please know that it's not plagiarism, but I was inspired uh -huh. by your book titles because even <laughs> the idea of immortality, I'm like, hmm, I think I have an idea. And I'm loving this because honestly, you, uh, you've you become a source of inspiration uh, yeah, for well me that, right that, now. Honestly, that, that, <laughs> that, the, the, the 1,000 year old boy, that's a, that's a rare example. That, the title mm -hmm. of that one came first. Mm -hmm. That just that just popped into my head one day and uh, I, I called up my uh, my editor and said, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got this great title. Uh, it's called the One Thousand Year Old Boy, and he said, "Oh, that, he said, that's very good. That's very good. Yeah. <laughs> that's a jolly good idea. Go away and write it, old boy." And um, I said, "But I don't know what's in it." Uh, I said, "Oh, he said you'll figure something out. Click." <laughs> You know what? I, I need uh, your uh, publisher's uh, number because uh, he seems like an amazing mo uh, motivator. He's very trusting. We, we need to give him like half an hour on our radio, just him motivating people to just follow their dreams. Yeah. And you mentioned enemies, and uh, there's one enemy right now for a lot of people, including um, authors, writers, and even artists, people who are creatives. Uh -huh. That is artificial intelligence. Oh, yeah. And um, that was actually the subject of a panel discussion you had recently. I'm going into it in about Oh yeah, half you're an hour. going into uh, it yeah. because I was talking about it yesterday, and I mm. thought it was happening happened mm. yesterday. Uh, time is an illusion. It's okay. Yeah. And um, so basically, the link between artificial intelligence, education curricula, and children's books. I love how you said. I don't know, but yeah. as as a writer, how do you feel about one artificial intelligence becoming accessible? I'm not saying it wasn't accessible 20 mm. years ago because I recall mm. very clearly I was probably six, seven years old. Um, I shouldn't have been left unattended with the computer, but mm. that was the case back then. <gasps> and um, I remember there was uh, something called a. a computer program called Eliza. She was already oh, okay. programmed into um, Windows, I don't know, 2000 mm -hmm. something. And you just chat with uh, her. She would appear yeah. just chat with her normally, just yeah. talk about anything. Yeah. So it's it existed a long time ago. Mm. But now because of the internet, anybody can have access to it. And um, how do you mm. feel as a writer? Does, do you feel like it's a threat? Is it a danger mm. to, especially when it comes to intellectual property? I, do you know what? I have to say, I haven't decided yet. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's still fairly new. On, mm -hmm. um, if I'm being pessimistic, yeah, you know, I I think, oh, for heaven's sake, this is going to be the end of it all. Mm -hmm. You know, why bother to have somebody write a book mm -hmm. when? Uh, you know, you can just ask ChatGPT, yeah. uh, write me something good. Uh, so there is that. Mm -hmm. um, more positively, uh, I think, well, you know, I remember the birth of the internet mm -hmm. um, in, the, in the very early 90s. And we couldn't, we couldn't believe that either. Mm -hmm. You know, we thought, what on earth, how on earth is this going to happen? And, and and I think what's happened with uh, the internet is we've seen the law of unintended consequences. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, there's been some brilliant things that yeah. have happened mm -hmm. thanks to the internet. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be sitting here, for example, um, you know, 3,000 miles from home. Um, were it not for internet having lowered prices of flights and all of this and you're, you're doing fabulous digital radio which is mm -hmm. probably all you know, everything that we're doing it's impossible to separate uh, you know 20 or 30 years on it's, we, we can't separate it from uh, the birth of the internet mm -hmm. um, and yeah there have been some uh, unpleasant things that have come about as well yeah so I my hope with with AI and uh, things like that is that it'll 
it'll be a mix. There'll be some wonderful stuff that comes out of it. Um, but there will be, I'm almost certain, there's going to be consequences that we haven't even imagined yet. Yeah. Um, who knows? Who knows? I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to be optimistic about it just because that's in my nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a worry. It, 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 yeah. it is a worry. My, my daughter, um, we were talking, and, and also it's happened so quick as mm-hmm. well. This chat GPT thing. It, it, what are we now? May. It must have been February. My son, mm-hmm. who's 20, said, Hey, Dad, have you, you heard of chat GPT? And this was only four months ago, and yeah. I hadn't even heard of it, and mm-hmm. like most of us probably. Um, I don't think I'm particularly behind the curve. Mm-hmm. Um, and my daughter asked ChatGPT, uh, write the opening of the book in the style of Ross Welford. Mm. Now, you know, I'm not J.K. Rowling or anybody. I'm not a hugely famous author. Still, mm-hmm. ChatGPT came up with an opening paragraph that covered... All of the, five, wow. five of the things that I did had an 11-year-old boy in the northeast of England mm-hmm. uh, with a time travel machine uh, and his grandfather or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was, I have to, I, I have to confess, it, on the one hand, it was, it was very slightly flattering mm-hmm. that, yeah. <laughs> that this huge machine learning thing yeah. knew who I was. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it was chilling. It, it, could, it, is. it could do something. It, mm. it wasn't a very good story, to be honest. It, mm-hmm. but, but it still ticked various boxes of what my books do. So, you know, that that chapter's yet to be yet to be written. I think you should ask Chat GPT to do that again, like oh, yeah. right mm-hmm. now, because, like you said, machine learning. If she did it, if uh, um, if it happened a couple of months ago, yeah, probably, probably be better. Much oh, better. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to. Actually, I'm <laughs> bit worried about it. <laughs> um, it's okay. Like what a lot of people have, for example, I remember this back when I was in undergrad, when I was doing my bachelor's in mass communication and journalism, yeah. there was a chat to a firm, will, uh, will robots and AI take over a journalist's job? And uh-huh. everybody was terrified and scared. Mm. And then what everybody said um, at the same time, they're like, not really. They can do the basics. Mm. But it is very hard to get that human touch um, into it as well. So I yeah. think that, as m- for now at least, mm. we don't know what happens in the future. Who knows? Um, mm. Chat GPT might yeah. become uh, very intellectual, very smart, might get the emotional intelligence. Who knows? Yes. But for them, that is where um, it becomes an obstacle for AI, where they cannot have that, let's call it human magic. Mm. I'm going to have the human touch. Yes. Dot, dot, dot. Yet. Exactly. And I, I suppose the thing that we don't know mm-hmm. is whether whether the consumers of what we, whether they care. Mm-hmm. You know, do they, do, is there a premium going to be attached to a book or a story or a work of art or something produced by human hands because the consumer will want to feel that, that some somebody trying trying to connect with them mm-hmm. um, or will they not care I mean you go to see a movie for example and most people don't care who the screenwriter or or even for that matter who the director is mm-hmm. so I don't know well we just need to wait and see but I truly believe that um, 
they it's, it's just becomes an issue of plagiarism in my opinion and like we said intellectual property and mm. because it's machine learning and like you said there are people who um, want to take shortcuts and uh, people mm. who say yeah it's cheaper to do that let's oh, ask yeah. a robot to write it oh. why would we pay a human being yeah. to do that but like you said just need to wait and see um, Ross it's been an, like a truly fun chat it's been a joy it, it's been an absolute joy and honestly again once again i truly need the number of your publisher <laughs> not to publish my book just for the motivational speeches every once in a while if they can text me you can do it every single morning i'm gonna be i will probably be able to do a tell lot you what, have you ever read better than uh, better than my publisher you need to read the book on writing by stephen king um, and he, it's his memoir mm -hmm. uh, about how to write books mm -hmm. And it's brilliant. And he knows a thing about writing books. Of course, so, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, On Writing by Stephen King would be my go-to inspiration. Well, I'm, I'm not sure if I can find it at the Ch Chartered Children's Reading Festival, but definitely when in November we have an international book fair in Sharjah. Oh, yeah. And uh, maybe then I probably will find yeah. it. Or I'm, I'm going to be looking for it. Because yeah, I'm truly online. It's a, it's definitely. A I'm very much inspired by you right now. And um, again, I promise you it's not plagiarism. If you find a book written by me about an immortal person uh -huh. who is inspiration. There you go. Inspiration. There you go. There's plenty of room for lots of stories like that. Eyes on. Eyes on. Live from the Sharjah Children's Reading Festival.